Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Why Are You Like This, a podcast devoted to finding out who we are and why we do the things we do. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, and today's guest is a comedian and a writer with the face of an angel and an ass that makes you go, whoa, damn. Please welcome to the mic, Gerardo Pilati. I clap for myself. Yes, um, absolutely. How I do it? Wow. I've never been introduced like that, and I appreciate it. A face of an angel? <laughs> <laughs> But you have been described as someone with an ass that makes you go, whoa, damn. 1,000%. Yeah. Of course, of course. Absolutely. I walked down the streets of Washington Heights. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, baby? I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired, but, like, I hate that answer, so I'm going to Fascinating. That. Already from the top? Already from the top. <laughs> We're cutting? We're cutting. Not even a minute in? Not even a minute in. Let's try it again. Okay, great. How are you doing today, babe? So good. Uh, I mm. woke up, I saw birds, I saw flowers. You know, really enjoying life. Birds and flowers. We live, laugh, love. <laughs> How are you? I am well. I rolled out of bed. I picked up weights. I put them down. I got a sensible iced coffee that only comes in one size, which is the size of my head. Where did you go? The sensuous bean the fuck is that they are not a sponsor on this podcast so don't don't even don't even do that. they are not a sponsor so you just went and then just bleep it the, the scent yeah mm-hmm. actually you can use this if you like to edit someone did this on the podcast and i haven't stopped laughing but um if you go back just use this sound sound bites from the start beautiful beautiful Absolutely. gorgeous I don't know why, and people tell me all the time, they're like, why do you need this amount of coffee? And I'm like, because society has told me it is true that in order for me to function, I should consume 24 ounces of watered bean. At least, yeah. At least. Well, yeah. two of the most formative white women in my life are um, Lorelai Gilmore and Nancy Botwin, who both <laughs> exclusively live on coffee. So I was 100%. like, I, I yeah. have to. Yeah. The way those women would drink coffee makes homosexuals look like saints like we've never touched a cold brew the way they would just be like it's seven o'clock time for coffee time for coffee or just nancy walking around with an empty iced coffee i was like oh that's how you do business that's a boss you are not making any kind of financial climb if there is not an empty cup of something in your hands like a a shaker yeah just yeah you have that empty (laughs) Mm -hmm. but like ice down yeah yeah Absolutely. So, Gerardo, where are you from? <sighs> Loaded question. Um, I know, so I was born in Puerto Rico and then raised in Miami um, and then came here. So where I'm from truly depends on the time of day you ask me. Okay. It depends on how you're feeling that day. 
who you want yeah. to blame. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Today I'm feeling very Puerto Rican. So um, Puerto Rico. I'm from Puerto Rico. Moniwa! It wasn't it just like Puerto Rican Pride Day a couple days ago? It was. I actually mistook Puerto Rican Pride for gay pride. Oof. That's hard. You have to pick? Not really. No, <laughs> no. No, I was just kind of confused because my boss... Um, have you met... Yes. Also, again, redact. Redacted. Redacted, okay. no. Um, uh, he one day came up to me and he was like, isn't it your parade today? And I thought he was being, like, homophobic. Mm. And I was like, excuse you? And he's like, yeah, you guys walk around in the short shorts and you just, like, wait, uh, your, your day. It's, like, the one day you guys have. And I was like, what? And then I found out it was for Weekend Pride Day. And that was okay. And that was fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> he was correct. We walk around, we wear shorts, and we wave flags. So, yeah, technically, that's all Puerto Ricans have. He described it correctly. Correctly, yeah, he was right. So, being a Puerto Rican Miami child, mm-hmm. what was playing in your house music-wise growing up? Um, a lot of salsa, a lot of bachata. I can't tell you, like, a band. I just know that that was the music that was running. My dad also listened to a lot of country. That happens. For some reason. So, like, I used to have, like, uh, Tim McGraw CDs and Willie Nelson stuff. Uh, my Portuguese grandma got really into country when she moved here. It's the American dream. I guess. It's very strange. I feel like uh, country is kind of, I don't know, not the poor man's... Uh, what do you call it? I, I'm losing my mind. But basically, like, country is just like, oh, we're, we got our guitars. And we're going to tell you the truth. And it's not, there's no fluff to it. There's no, like, real anything to it. It's just like, well, he left me at the train station. And I grabbed a whiskey and waited for him to come back, but he never did. Me, in my early 20s. I wouldn't even know what a train station was in my early 20s. You've never been on the subway? You live in New York. I know, but the idea of a train station baffled me. Like, that to me was, like, white. That was, like, that was, like, the epitome of just, like, glamour. With, like, a train station? Oh. I love that the Amtrak is glamour to you. It, actually, I took it, like, recently for a trip, and I was like, this is nice. <laughs> they have great seats. I was like, I'm sure, obviously, like, it's a shitty train, but I was like, wait, why can't other people take note? Also, the terminal. Have you been to the terminal? Not to talk about New York, you know, mm, the new landmarks. one. Yeah, yeah, it's gorge. That like rivals Dallas Airport, Dallas Fort Worth. Like with yeah, the Chick Fil A, they're they're truly just missing like a water fixture, but it's right there. It's like it's right there. It could be. It's just the next. It's the next move. Put in a water fixture, and then people get on on the train more. I do love a train on the like east coast travel like if it's not that far i find it way more enjoyable than getting on a flight yeah i would it's just it's so much longer like my mom has always asked she's like why don't you take the train down and i'm like to miami and she's like yeah how long would that be and i'm like three days it would be it would take me three days to get there by the time i got there i would have to turn around and fly back you'd have to read i guess i don't you don't no yeah. reading. No reading. I don't know. I don't know what that would. Yeah. No, I'm, I actually do read. <laughs> I actually do read. I forget that I read, and then I look at Troy, and I'm like, "Oh, I read. <laughs> oh, I read. I read a good amount." So you got pachata, you got country going on. Mm-hmm. Your little queer self 
What are you sneaking in? What am I sneaking in? Yeah, like you throwing in some oh, Britney. Okay. You no. no, 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 no. Um, uh, I wasn't really sneaking in anything because I was fully blasting J Lo from the earliest moments of my childhood that I can remember. J Lo on the six. I was. I remember asking for the CD for like one of my birthdays, and I got two copies of them. And my uncle was like, "Oh, I'll just return this." And I was like, "I need both." I need both because I'm not going to walk one downstairs to play it from my room to the living room stereo. So, <laughs> no, this is perfect. And then actually at that same time, I don't even remember what birthday it was, but we were living in a lovely little uh, condo apartment. So small. But we had stairs and I got the album. I put it on in my room and I started doing a dance routine on the stairs while my family was just downstairs trying to have dinner. Like for my birthday, that is that. That's why I'm like sneaking in. No, there was no sneaking. No. It was just full. It was full volumed. Full volume, full dance. Do you know the dance? Yeah. Still, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. My sister was always doing little dances, and I was just being a little bitch off to the side because uh, I was doing what quote unquote boys do and not doing that. But I was like, you weren't together. <laughs> You're just fully critiquing her. Yeah, I was like, mm, I mean, I guess. You're like, well, um. I saw you missed the eight. <laughs> you want to try again? You want to go again? It'd be nice if it was perfect. No, I was the da- the dancer. Definitely the dancer. I was in fifth grade and I was like a choreographer for my friend group. Wow. I did not know that that was the terminology, but I literally was like, oh, do you guys want to learn the Spice Girls dance? Okay, get in line. And fully having them do. <laughs> <laughs> so you've always been a bossy queer person. 1000%. From the beginning. Was that fun? Did you avoid getting bullied because of it? Yeah, absolutely. I always, like, force people to, like, indulge in my uh, queer fantasy. Great. We love that. We love flipping the narrative and uh, being mean to people. Where people is being bullies? Get the We're the one bullying people. You know, the meanest people in the world that I currently know are queer. Yeah, it's... uh, Hurt people. Not hurt just people. Here. I don't want to put that label on it. Yeah, we're people just being people. We're allowed to be messy. We're allowed to be mean. We're allowed to want billions of dollars and steal. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Have you ever shoplifted? One thousand. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, wait. I was <laughs> yeah, yes, I have shoplifted. Great. I have shoplifted. I had a career of shoplifting. You were a, a career criminal. Career criminal. In the middle school, high school age range. In middle school, high school age, yeah. It definitely ended in high school because I said, no, I'm better than this. Great. We love a change of heart. Yeah, I also grew out those friends. So, And I, I broke up with that, my girlfriend at the time. So that that was the main reason. It changes your life. Breaking up with a girlfriend changes everything. So what were you doing in high school? Were you... Just stealing things and listening to J-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. In high school, I... Uh, what was I doing? Oh, I was basically... I, I joined the drama department of my high school. Um, and then soon after, like, my first year, I joined... Uh, what is that? That, like, competition? What do you... What do they call that? Thespians? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I joined that, and then I became, like, one of the people. I'm awful with uh, 
in words. You became but a I star? Became people. No. Well, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I never became a star. Always was one. That is the pull quote? That's a pull quote. Um, uh, yeah. I, what do they call that? You know how, like, there's in... You have a president, you have a vice president, you have, like, a... What do they call that? You were on the state board? Sure. Not the state, but, like, for my school. Oh, okay. Whatever they call that. Yeah, I became, like, the the secretary in my, like, sophomore year. And then by junior year, I was president. Quick, a, ri- a quick rise. Uh, literally, I burned everybody to the ground now. <laughs> I just, like, yeah, I was the only male-identifying person. And they were like, oh, you seem to know what you're doing. And I could do a split at the time. So they were like, this is incredible. I was going to say, I have not seen a split, and I've known you for a few minutes now. Could Could not do a split today. I, um, back in my drinking days, I was at my friend's apartment on Roosevelt Island and, um, we were drinking a lot and I was like, oh yeah, I could definitely jump into a split, a thing I could (gasps) never do. Never once tried. And never once had tried. Uh, and they were like, no, you absolutely cannot. And I was drunk enough to do it, to make my body do it. Um, everything ripped. And then... (laughs) I stayed the night there and I woke up and I was like, oh, my legs don't work. Huh? And like hobbled my way back to the F train and went home and never went to the doctor uh, because I did not have health insurance. And um, yeah, so learn from me, kids. Don't jump into a split if you can't. It's it's not worth it. We didn't even get a video or a photo. I would hope that one day a video does surface. I hope so, because, I mean... And it's not even a full split. <laughs> it's, like, like you barely... Just like slow, yeah, you slowly kind of... In your mind, it's this full, like, glamorous, you know, like a jeté to the floor. Absolutely. And it really was just, like, a slide, and then you just leaned over a little bit too much, ripped everything. Ripped everything. But I popped up and was like, see, I can do it, because I'm 97% stubborn. Absolutely. And kind of carried around, but after the alcohol wore off, my legs were like, you hurt us. Yeah. This is pain. I have that. Alcohol is an incredible uh, drug. Yes, I will absolutely. Say. One time uh, I went to brunch with a friend of mine and um, we got out of the car and we were like already tipsy, but we were going to another brunch to meet up friends and see a drag show, as you do mm-hmm. in your 20s. Um, and then as I got out of the car, I went to do a cute pivot turn because she was trashed. And as I stepped onto the curb, a taxi fully ran over my foot and I like fell to the floor and like people on the streets were all like, Oh my God, are you okay? Like rushing to me because they thought I was like fully dead. And the car like ran over my foot with its wheel. (laughs) Only one, only the one wheel. I don't know how, but only the one. And then I pounced back up and was like, Let's drink. Second brunch, need to get more eggs. Let's go. Second brunch, everyone's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm totally fine. Like, it barely scratched me. Fully knowing that it ran over my butt. (laughs) Fully knowing that it ran over my butt. You're like, I will deal with this later. (laughs) Yeah, I will fully deal with this later. I'm absolutely intoxicated and in no need to go to a hospital for why. No, they're just going to tell me I'm drunk. Yeah, they're just going to tell me I was drunk and that, like, I sprained my foot. If anything, please. Go to the bar, wherever the show was going on, my foot starts to burn, essentially, like incredibly burn. We ask for a bag of ice. 
they place the bag of ice on my foot. And I'm like, let's party. The commitment. So I'm literally <laughs> legged up with a bag, like a black trash bag of ice on this booth, in this booth. I think it was like a therapy at the time. And just... <laughs> fully like my leg just like at an incline being like yeah turns out i popped every like it ran over my foot nothing was broken but all of the the tendons had snapped okay yeah it was disgusting yeah i had to delete the photo from my phone because it was truly disturbing yeah so no no feet pics from you no never no <laughs> not a thing not a thing so what drew you to New York? Uh, I studied uh, musical theater. Mm. And I was trying to do that whole thing of like, oh, I wanted to be in New York and uh, try doing musical theater and see if there was a spot for me, you know, on the on a Broadway stage. And yeah. And you came out here? That's really what, that's really what brought me. Yep, it brings us all. That's what gets yeah, us all. I think so. If you could move Broadway to another place, where would you move it to? Truly anywhere. Like, name a place. Minnesota. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think it should be more in the middle of the country. I think so, too. It doesn't need to be, like, just one code. Like, what What about here? Like, truly, millions of people. But here's the thing. Here's the problem. Mm. If you move New York somewhere else, or, like, even Broadway somewhere else, the same thing's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to start just building houses on top of other people's houses. And then houses on top of those houses. And it's going to be awful. I am not an urban planner, but that does sound correct. Also in high school, I was an urban planner. In high school, you were an urban planner? (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, sure, yeah. (laughs) You're like, I put all the streets in Miami. Those are all because of me. They're all named Jennifer Lopez. They're all named Jennifer Lopez. It's just different variations on Jennifer Lopez. Like It would just be like Jen and then the next street, Low. Just that. <laughs> Different variations of that. Oh, yeah. I live on the corner of Jen and Lowe. Yeah. Sound, oh, sounds right. Jen and Lowe 1 or Jen and Lowe 3? Mm, Jen and Lowe 3. Oh. Uh, you know. Good neighborhood. Great. Good schools. Good school. So you're out here doing musical theater. When did you realize that, like, your your point of view and your thought process can cultivate into, like, writing and comedy? Oh, <laughs> Oh my god, that's such a great question. Thank you. Um, I don't know. That's okay. I don't know. I was, like, getting cast in things here, but, like, not for my musical theater ability. <laughs> um, what, like, uh, what abilities were getting you cast, Gerardo? Um, no. No, no. Um, <laughs> I wish. I truly wish. I fully do wish that someone was like, if you gave me redacted um <laughs> right now here is a contract <laughs> uh, we had a teacher in school it was it's freshman year she's like this older woman who like studied movement in france that's her whole vibe and Work. she's like okay it's time for me to have the talk about the casting couch with you but the talk wasn't about like hey there are people in this industry who will like try to sleep with you and like you probably shouldn't uh and they shouldn't either it was know which roles you would do it for and she goes for example uh i would do it to be in like Chekhov's like three women three sisters three sisters come correct yeah 
<laughs> but I was Work. like 18 being like, I felt like Wait, that was going to go a really different smart. way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that is really smart. I would love a workshop about that. Yeah, she wasn't like, oh, protect yourself. She was like, know which one, which roles are worth this. Know, know what you're okay with and what you're not okay with. Know what can be transactional for you. Yeah, absolutely. Ugh. If I ever go back to like, if I ever give a commencement speech, not even go back to my high school or my college, if I ever give a commencement speech somewhere, it's going to be know what you can say yes to, what you want to say yes to, and whose dick you're willing to put in your mouth. <laughs> Truly just have that known. Have it known. Thank you so much. This has been a wonderful podcast episode. Um, with that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Truly an honor. <laughs> so you were booking, you were doing things. You weren't like, oh, I guess I have to do something else. No, it was like very small things. I, I did like a, a children's tour for a little bit. I did a, a couple of fringe shows. I was doing new works with like Teatro uh, Sea. Um, so it was like I was doing stuff and like I just everything I was doing or like getting, it wasn't because they were like, you're so talented. It was literally because like, wow, you're really fun to be in the room with. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> you're like, and then you say I'm talented. It's like, yeah. And then you're like, Oh, I love your voice. Or like, <laughs> no, it was not that it was not that at all. I was also, there was, I was, I was going to auditions for like the show. And I remember the director did not want me but the creative team wanted me and it was like for a new work. And they were like, well, he has to be able to sing. And I was like, I can sing. He's like, no, 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 no. You have to be able to sing well. And I was like, ah, (laughs) thank you so much. Here I was, you know, three callbacks in thinking I was doing the work. Like I was making steps for it. And this was for the first rehearsals of Wicked. You were Elphaba. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I was I was chistery, and that is why chistery is not a speaking role. You made the change. You're the reason. <laughs> I, they originally chistery has like two songs. Yeah, chistery is that his name? The sure. monkey. I the monkey. Yeah. Sure. They're like, uh, can't sing well, but he does have a fat ass. Let's put him in a bodysuit. Yeah. See what can't happens. sing well. Does have a fat ass, but you know what? Let's do something about the face. <laughs> Let's cover the face. <laughs> Truly, that is, um, that's it. That was me. Oh, God. Well, Gerardo, you are a wonderfully hilarious person who has had quite a journey from (laughs) Miami to here. And I have to ask you the question of the podcast, which is, why are you like this? I thought long and hard. Mm. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Why am I like this? That's, um... A great title for a podcast and a great question. Thank you. Both. Congratulations to you. Um, uh, I really, I don't, <laughs> I truly have no idea. Um, I'm going to go ahead and blame my grandmother. Okay. Um, I, I blame my grandmother for why I'm like this because everybody in my family says that we are twins. And that is not, in my opinion, yes, it's a great thing. In everybody else's opinion, they're like, your grandmother is one of the meanest women I have ever met in my life. And I'm like, that woman is a pioneer. (laughs) I don't know what you're saying. She had, she had to provide for her family. She didn't have a job. I don't care. 
Burke, you do you have a job now? You do. Okay, so everyone be quiet. Everyone has like, a 401k. Truly, yeah, everyone has a 401k. My grandma still is just like, well, no one will take care of me. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it's because of my grandma. I'm the way that I am because of her. Did y'all, like, hang out a lot when you were a kid, or? Um, we did, like, we, so she lives out in Puerto Rico with a handful of, like, aunts and uncles and family. But uh, for a period in time in college, my grandma moved in with me and my mom um, just for, like, a change of scenery for her and just so, like, we can get her better doctors and help her out a little bit. Um, She was having some health issues. And it really was kind of like a golden girl setup Mm -hmm. because it was me in college trying to, like, really figure out my thing. Um, My mom, who was trying to figure out her thing, and trying to be like the Dorothy of it all. Mm. And then my grandma, who was just there for a good time. <laughs> and it would just be like a revolving door. And it was like a very small, like Miami apartment too. So it was just like a revolving door of just like, what are we doing here? And then we just sit down at a very small table in the kitchen and we'd all eat. We'd complain about our days. And then my grandma would be like, I made your bed for you. And I'm like, you didn't, you didn't have to do that. And she's like, I had nothing else to do. <laughs> it wasn't like, because right. I was being nice. Yeah. She's like, there's literally nothing else to do here. You know, like, did you sweep the the patio? And she's like three times. And I think that's when we, we fully bonded. My grandma had two birds for a while and they were named stupid and sky. Absolutely. Wait, were they like, is it, were they named stupid and sky, but like, and like literally stupid in sky or is there another word used no no no. literally stupid in sky that's actually quite beautiful <laughs> which is quite gorgeous and i just remember so all of my extended families in rhode island and i grew up in oregon so it wasn't like i don't every memory i have like we took a trip to go see them it wasn't like i could just like pop in on a tuesday um so everything always seemed a bit like odd because i'm just like not always in these people's lives so i would like go into my grandma's house with like her plastic still on the on the couch and you know just like every good portuguese household has like a photo of jfk and a photo of jesus christ on the wall and Mm -hmm. she has this bird cage that is always covered because when you cover a bird cage they go to sleep and i was like what's in there and she's like it's my birds i was like the fuck and she goes yeah they're stupid and sky and there's just two birds there what and you like fall off the thing and there's two birds she and she's like, no, no, they'll wake up. And I'm like, well, when do they get to be awake? And she goes, I don't like them. So mean grandmas are just kind of a a delightful creature to have. Are you a child of divorce? Technically, yes. Technically, uh, yes. <laughs> so my parents got divorced when I was 13. Mm-hmm. Um, like going from the summer of going from eighth grade into high school. And by the end of that summer by the time I started high school my dad had moved back in and then um they were dating for 13 more years they got remarried to each other at when I was 26 oh wow yeah so my parents met each other in middle school so when you think about like the long period of that relationship like and you're not, you know, the kid who's, like, dealing with divorce. You're like, this makes sense logically to me from an outside person. Like, I can't imagine being with somebody 
for a year, let alone like your entire life. Yeah. God. Um, so yeah, technically I am a, t- a child of yours. Yeah. You're like the best part. You're like, oh, right. We got back together. Yeah. It was very like, oh, my parents are divorced for a long time. And then we were like, can you just get remarried, please? It was great. That's actually very sweet. I know that you are a child of divorce. 1000%. I'm gladly yeah. so. Um, <laughs> I'm gladly so. But I think that's so nice because I think that's like the dream for most kids of divorce is that their parents somehow get back together. Yeah, I do remember being, <laughs> this is so fucking stupid of me. So when my parents got divorced, um, my dad moved into an apartment and my sister got to pick her room at the apartment mm-hmm. under the like conversation piece that when my dad found like a permanent place to live I would get to choose my room first mm-hmm. but because we never got there I never got to choose my room and I was a little bitch about it oh what has percent I would be too yeah but it's also funny because within the three months of my parents actually being divorced I had like done everything that kids of divorce are like do but like aren't supposed to like I was failing a class because I was not paying attention, but I blamed it on the divorce. I like, quote unquote, ran away to the other parent's house at one point, um, which was down the street. I like, <laughs> like I did like everything in three months that you're supposed to do in like your whole lifetime. Yeah. Um, Were you? So would that you, was great. Would you call yourself like a dramatic child? Uh, yeah, probably. Yes, I was mean like i have always had like a quick wit and i am i feel like very that's funny. why this is why we, we've become friends absolutely because and see i thank you but i would use it in like a really mean way like i was like i can cut these people and make other people laugh yeah power and i'm sure subconsciously <laughs> yeah power i had power oh. um and i'm sure subconsciously it was like make other people like look at like make the make people look at somebody else instead of looking at me because I wasn't out. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I just wanted power. As I mentioned that Nancy Botwin is one of my inspirations. <laughs> that checks out though. That checks out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I love that. Okay. So you're a, you're a happy child of divorce. I am a happy child of divorce. I also, sometimes I, I do believe I claim the reason my parents got divorced. Um, uh, it was though, your fault. It, it was, but, like, it absolutely wasn't. Like, I didn't help the situation. Got it. They were, like, my parents were clearly not the best matched from, like, the jump. Mm. Um, but then I came along and was truly uh, a terror of a child. Tracks. Yeah. So that it just wasn't conducive. And then as I got to be an adult, they were like, oh, we understand you so much more. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense and i'm like yeah it does it just i couldn't do anything in a tiny eight-year-old body and i didn't know how to articulate feelings so of course i was a menace they had to take me to the police station to scare me multiple times wow mm-hmm. do you feel like you would describe yourself now as someone who's good at articulating their feelings no okay but i'm a lot better at it it's good. about <laughs> It's truly about the journey. And it also depends on who you ask. Because certain people, I will literally be having a conversation with them. And they'll be like, that was rude. 
what you said was rude, didn't make any sense, and seemed like a dumb opinion. And that's just how I feel about it. And I just want you to know that. Yeah. Do you do that with people you feel safe with, or you do that with strangers? Strangers. Dead strangers. Absolutely. People it's I feel easier. safe with, I'll just like nod and be like. Mm-hmm. You're like, right, right. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Right. So why do you like doing stand-up? Oh, I just, it's, it's all about me. And I feel like I don't have to worry about anybody else. I love that. Yeah. Like it's all, it's all, it all comes for me. I create what I want to talk about. I, if something goes wrong, I love when people are like, well, the audience was dead. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. There are some really dud ass audiences, but like, if you as the comedian didn't leave having a good time, shame on you. No, shame on you. Yeah. It, it would probably be just like, Oh, it's all on me. It's like about me. It's, I get to tell you about me i get to construct how i tell you about me and sometimes i just yeah i like holding a microphone you look good holding a microphone thank you so much my favorite is also i love to find the backhanded compliments of everything like you know how in theater when you go and see like a friend's production of something it's usually like the costumes gorge always and it's like nice costumes nice costumes oh my god did you guys paint the backdrops wow by yourself why yourself insane my favorite, like, backhanded compliment I've gotten as a comedian is, like, wow, you really know how to hold a microphone. <laughs> it is a skill. You watch people who can't hold a microphone, and you're like, what? what it's the equivalent you? to me of, it's the equivalent to me of, like, someone who's, like, cannot kiss. Like, not even, like, bad at kissing, which is an opinion. It, mm-hmm. if you no, there just are bad kissers. There are absolutely bad kissers, but they That's not an opinion. Try. That's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. But they're, like, trying to do it that way it's this just bad yeah but when they're just like n- they can't do it i'm like just moving my lips around being like what is and i have great lips you do you have very like uh uh puffy lips which i love thank you i want them to touch my nose i mean that's that's hard are you i've been trying to just get like uh-huh. the perfect shape so that i can that's go to gorgeous. a doctor the audience at home can't see that. But. Yeah, this is a visual moment this for is, all of us. Yeah. Um, I have a fan question. A fan question? Oh yeah, which, which is, um, I pulled out a note card. <laughs> um, what is your favorite thing about me? <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, a fan question. <laughs> favorite thing about you? Um... Uh, that's kind of hard because there are so many and there are so many great things about you and to pick one is difficult um i do love one of the things and this truly has like it does have to do with you but i just great. it doesn't at the same time cool. but i do back into compliments you, back into all about again <laughs> all about me uh-huh but i i love that in your sober journey with like alcohol specifically you're like still down to go to uh, social gatherings and like bars and like uh like parties that are geared towards alcohol i think that's just huge and i'm like oh that's incredibly commendable because i know a lot of sober people not a lot let me let me redact that (laughs) take it back roll that back back. um 
I feel like a, a handful of sober people that I know don't like being around drinking and like fully understandable. Like, yeah, absolutely. If you're sober and you've had a rough time with it, yeah. I wouldn't want to be around Absolutely. Like, but like it's so incredible that you're like, no, let's go to a bar. Thanks. Yeah, that, that's my voice. Yeah. Um let's go to a bar. I wanna twink out. Um Yeah, yeah it is I think it's, that's it's definitely just... like one of the best things about you. Thank you. It is uh it's interesting. Yeah, I mean everybody has their own relationship with alcohol and what they have and what they don't have. Um it uh it is interesting, especially because we're in the gay month of June. having to remind friends that i'm like i do like to go dancing Mm -hmm. like they're like but you don't drink and i'm like right yeah i don't have to i don't i don't need it so like you don't have to think of it that way like you don't have to cut me out of social shit because i don't drink which was a big concern of mine when i stopped drinking that i wouldn't be like included because i just always want community um so thanks that's very nice yeah i love that you're always down what do you like about being a queer person nothing nothing at all i love nothing i'm great what i love so much about it um uh, and i think we're out of most people on on this planet people who are queer and identify as such are just more honest with themselves and i think that's hard for a lot of people yeah i think you have to like once you identify something that makes you othered you have to like have conversations with yourself that a lot of people don't about like okay well who am i and what does this mean how does this function like i know when i was coming out to make everyone feel better i was very like i'm gay but i'm not that kind of gay again this was like 2010 Mm -hmm to like appear more mask and to like you know be essentially straight but like i'll be like a straight banker who like has a boyfriend on the side Mm -hmm. um but as you like grow into who you are once you jump that hurdle you have to have these conversations with yourself that just like if you didn't have to make a declaration yeah about who you are you wouldn't have yeah you wouldn't have that kind of like I don't want to call it trauma because I'm tired of calling like coming out trauma. But yeah, yeah, you wouldn't, it would just be something that you're like, oh, I don't need to like fully divulge into this. I can, I, yeah, like this is just something that's a part of me. Cool. Yeah. Sometimes I eat bananas. Awesome. Sometimes I don't. Some people hate bananas. Like it should, it, it should be just like that. I agree. It's also lovely that like we live in, like once you enter that space, you live in a, a world where people are all like self-defining and you're just kind of like if you're a good person you're like cool <laughs> you know you're and you're just like you're like still an asshole but you know i just feel like as a community we should be and mostly are accepting of just kind of letting people fully define a path for themselves that like we haven't seen before or haven't experienced in a mainstream way and just being like that's exciting and that's cool not just like oh yeah sure whatever you want to do but uplifting and being like excited for people to yeah i'm excited for that tv series where it's just it's never about like 
never about like, oh, I have to, I have to decide what I'm into at this moment. But it's just about like diffusing bombs. But like everybody literal, in literal the bombs. Cast, literal bombs. But everybody yeah, in the it, cast is fully like queer and but no no one really yeah, cares. No one talks it's about queer it. alias. It's queer yeah, think about it like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Imagine imagine queer alias. The wigs. The wigs alone. The wigs alone. The, the budget. Wigs alone. The budget. Hi. <laughs> Hi no, I mean I think I think there's a difference between um, what we've seen in mainstream gay uh, media that is made for straight people because, like, essentially the goal for a really long time was to prove that we are humans and, like, not horrible and broken. Mm-hmm. And I think, at least with the people I'm surrounded with, we're, we're kind of moving into a space where we're now, like, I'm making something that's queer and for queer people, and if you are outside of that community and you like it, great but i'm not like making this movie so that you know how to react if your child comes out to you i'm making this movie about us and our culture and like how we talk to each other and diffusing bombs Mm -hmm. all at the same time did you watch the new queer as folk i haven't started it yet but i hear they make a big swing shady (laughs) that's what i heard that's what i heard on we're on the street (laughs) They do. They make a big swing. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't want to ruin it for you, so I'm okay. not going to talk about it. But they do. Essentially, it's very similar. There, there are moments of that where it's like, it's more about how awful queer people can be sometimes, mm-hmm. as opposed to like, oh, you have to come out and this is how you handle it, or you have to, you have a gay person, this is how you handle it. Like, it really is more of like, oh, some gay people are bad people, mm. and that's just a thing. And that's a thing. Yeah. Do you think you are meaner in Spanish or in English? Oh. I don't know. Probably I still... I don't know. I think I'm meaner in English. Because in Spanish I try... It's such a it's such a pretty language that, like, it doesn't really, like... The meanness doesn't come out as strongly... Like, in English, it's just really simple. It's just, like, very blunt and direct. But in Spanish, it's just like, Bueno, no sé cómo lo pudiste hacer. No sabías cómo hacer tan tontito. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's... You do get very soft and supple when you speak Spanish. Yeah. And when why. you're speaking English, you're very, like, yeah. I think I probably... It's probably just from watching telenovelas. Okay. And, like, not even as a kid, because I never watched telenovelas as a kid. I only watched them as, like, an adult. But, mm-hmm. like, when I go to insult someone in Spanish, it's never aggressive. It's always just, like, with a flourish. It's almost like a, a beauty pageant contestant trying to insult somebody, but, like, still trying to win the page. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, it's that. It's very, like, y tú no podías saber cómo estar tan tontita. That was gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> That's I want someone to be listening to this and be like, those aren't words. <laughs> those are not. <laughs> those, those are, are not, not words. words. Those are not words in the Spanish uh, language. I mean, in the hit film Rent, the musical, um, Angel at one point like is trying to like be shady off to the side speaking Spanish, but literally says like this egg needs salt. Este huevo necesita sal. Yeah, I was very like, huh? That could be an insult. From my baby like knowledge of Spanish, I was like, I don't think 
that applies to what this conversation is. <laughs> Wait, in high school, did you have to learn a second language? Yes. What language did you study? Spanish. You said Spanish. Would you say you I did not Spanish? do well? No, same. No. Truly, I same. would. I understand Spanish more than I, uh, way more than I can speak it. Mm-hmm. But that's just from living in Harlem and Washington Heights for seven years and working in restaurants. You got to talk to everybody that works there. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I like. I don't know. This was my thing in school. Like, I have a very good short-term memory, which is essentially why I act. Mm-hmm. But I don't have like long-term capacity. Mm-hmm. So, like, technically, and you've seen me do math. I'm very bad at it. Technically. I got far in math. Like I was doing calculus for a while, uh-huh. but it's just because I could do like, oh, I'll learn this for the test and then it's gone. So it was the same thing with learning a language. I was like, I did fine in my language classes in school, but I wasn't like keeping Retaining anything in. Information. Yeah, I just with pretty much all of my education, which is a bad way to be, I was very like, this does not apply to what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll do your little game, but I won't keep it. And now as a full-grown adult, I'm like, I should have kept some stuff. Uh, should you? It'd be nice if I could speak Spanish. That's true, but that's easy. Like, for me, like, finding, like, speaking another language is easier to, like, figure out now. Because they have so many different things that you could do. Someone the other day tried to teach me taxes. And I, I was like... No. no, no, this isn't, this doesn't make, I don't care. And I don't care about this. And like you said, it doesn't, it's not needed as an adult. So I, yeah, I know. I wish they would have taught not. me taxes and shit like that back then in school. Absolutely. In la escuela. In la escuela. In la fudge. I took French and my French teacher hated me but loved how much she hated me. So it was fun. Yeah. That, I kind of picture you as that student. Very like, <laughs> I'm not playing by your rules. And like the teachers are like, this is badass, but I like need you to. Yeah. She would always, I cannot remember her name now, but she was so funny. She, so in Miami, we also have like a very large Haitian population. Uh-huh. Cause there's like little Haiti. A lot of people just like travel from Haiti to Miami. Cause it's pretty close. Um, and Every time she would just like make fun of me, but only speaking in Creole to our Haitian students, and then they would all laugh at me. And I'm like, "Well, that seems." I know you're talking bad about me, (laughs) and I don't think that's cool. But I fully do support you. God, well, Gerardo, as we enter the end of the podcast episode, I ask this of all of my guests: Do you have any questions for me? Do I have any questions for you? I do have a question for you. Fierce. Of everything that you have done in New York City, from the moment you got here to today, what is your fondest memory? It can be truly anything, but like there's That's one a really moment. Good question. Isn't it cool? <laughs> That's a really cool question. No question. Um, Take a minute. As I said, I have very limited long-term memory. Right. Uh, That's also why I was like, I want to see what <laughs> was able to win I'm like, I think I moved here in 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, right, exactly. I'm like, I don't know. Um, 
one of my fondest one of the memories that I, sticks with me the most and I, I don't really know why is when I turned 25 I was like this is a moment this is an important birthday and I um borrowed a car from like this person I barely knew because we did workout classes together and I got three of my friends and we drove out to the Hamptons to go wine tasting mm-hmm. and just like did the the damn thing like went out to Norfolk like drank wine had a lobster roll drove back um bold and it would it just was like the feeling of like opulence and the (laughs) feeling of like rich possibility and rich Mm -hmm. and like and again i was like full trash i had just started working in the restaurant so of course i was like "Mm, this wine Mm -hmm. yes i spell apricot um (laughs) like very that with no knowledge um but it's definitely a big one that sticks with me and then of recent note just kind of like i've talked about this a lot but just like exploring being out at bigger parties and being like totally fine with like who i am and how i am and dancing shirtless under a disco ball with a bunch of people like truly feels like a release to me that i didn't know i needed for years um so those are like the two big ones that stick that's awesome that sounds great yeah i love that yeah and then one final question for you. Yeah. If you were to put Lady Marmalade together today, who would be in your Lady Marmalade? What? You get four. Oh. Girls. Um. Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Right. See. Okay. So that's also a fun thing about me. I'm um, gay. Uh huh. But you've never heard Lady Marmalade. I have heard Lady Marmalade. I just for some reason <laughs> it's so hard. Threw me so hard, I was like, "Wait, Lady Marmalade." What? <laughs> I was like, "I don't know." Um, Nicole Kidman. Um, okay, sure. No, no. You Wait, can put so whoever you want. Can it in be it. anybody? And it's just four they people. Dead, they could be alive. Sing. Yeah, four people that you want to throw in a girl group for one song. For one song. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a heavy swing here. Mm-hmm. Big, Big swing. swing. Big just swing. like just like queer swing. <laughs> I'm going to say Estelle Getty. I would love to see in a girl group. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. Um, who else? Oh, this is hard. What about Jennifer Lopez? You want to put her in there? No, no. Okay. <laughs> I'll leave her out. I will leave her out. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take Estelle Getty out. Um, okay. I'm going to go ahead because I've wanted this group to actually happen ever since Public Affair came out. Um, okay. So I'm going to say, see, oh my God, Christina Milian, mm-hmm. uh, Eva Longoria, Jessica Simpson, and uh, Christina Applegate. Love it. They're going to hit the airwaves and they're going to be international super pop stars. Absolutely. Did you ever see that video? You must have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One of my favorite videos. I am a, I'm a homosexual. <laughs> you literally asked, you were like, who would be in your Lady Marmalade? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Just big eyes. Just, um, so, yeah, just huge. You're eyes. like, I don't speak English. I don't, uh, now. I don't know what gay is. Gay? Couldn't tell you. He's gay. You're gay? You're gay? You have a dick? Doesn't apply. You could be gay without a dick. But yes, I do have a dick. That is so true. I just, that's one of yeah. my favorite questions. Um, 
It's a RuPaul quote. <laughs> <laughs> it's a RuPaul quote from, I think, like an All-Stars. She's talking okay. to someone on stage, and they're like, oh, uh, I have a lot of padding in here to hide my dick. And everyone, like, in the judging and, like, on stage laughed, and RuPaul's like, you have a dick? <laughs> <laughs> and it is, I say it at the most randomest of moments. <laughs> you know, when she's on, she's on. She's that on. Rupa, yeah, yeah. That RuPaul Charles. The RuPaul. Well, Gerardo, where can the children find you? Oh, my God. Uh, um roaming the streets of Washington Heights. Uh, find me there. Find me at a Target. Um, and if you can't find me at any of those places, always follow me on Instagram. I don't know what my handle is because in my mind, I always think I changed it. Do you want me to tell you it? Sure. Do you have it at your disposal? I mean, I have a phone. Oh, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. I literally have a phone. I forgot that I had a phone. Okay. So I'm going to tell it to you and then you say it back. Okay. Absolutely. Go ahead. Your handle is at the Gerardo NYC underscore. <laughs> um, follow me on Instagram at my handle. <laughs> the Gerardo NYC underscore. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Literally, you said it to me, and I was like, got it, of course, yes, I didn't change it. And then as soon as you were like, go ahead, I was like, follow me at, it left. It turned, it left, and I was like, no, it's it's Gerardo NYC. And I was like, no, why did you? Anyway, that's me. Well, this has been such a lovely (laughs) giggle with you. I'm glad we figured out that mystery. I'm looking forward to your pilot of Queer Alias. And until next time, y'all, bye. Bye.